Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Humble and Hungry. I'm your friend, Natalie Poucher. Welcome back, everybody. I got quite a few things to unpack here, and then we're going to dive into the part two of our Paris trip. It may end up being a part three, to be honest with you. We have a lot to uncover. Also, if you haven't signed up for the newsletter yet, please go and do that. Go to nataliepoucher.com or uh, my Instagram at nataliepoucher and go sign up for it. The first newsletter just went out. I don't want you guys to miss it. Uh, I was getting great feedback from you guys. It's it's super fun. I have all of my, my Paris... Uh, restaurants, my top restaurants and lounges and my favorite places to go. I have some of my favorite products right now that I'm absolutely loving. I'm giving you guys a full review on the Divi uh, hair serum for hair loss because as you guys know, I was losing my hair. (laughs) Um, I'm showing you guys some uh, renovation sort of photos, before photos, and and, uh, and so much more. So just go to um, nataliepoucher.com and make sure to get on that newsletter list. And let's get to the show. You guys, happy Mother's Day. I I didn't tell you guys last week. I'm sorry. Um, I hope you guys had a beautiful Sunday with those that you loved. I know it can be a a hard day for some um, and beautiful for others. And I I read something that I wanted to share with you all. Um, I just felt like it resonated. I'm sure you guys have seen it on Instagram a bunch of times, but I just, I love it so much because I feel like it reads true to how I feel and, and I hope that it can resonate with you. Uh, It's to all mothers, to those who have lost their mothers, to those who desperately long to be a mother, to those who selflessly love like a mother, to those who mother any and all beings, to the adoptive, surrogate, nurturers, and creatives, to those who may not have birthed a life, but have birthed a life of their own. We honor you. Uh, I love you guys all so much. Thank you for being along this ride with me and, you know, at drop off or pick up or when you're walking your kids around the park and listening to me, just thank you for allowing me into your home. Um, and thank you for being, for being part of my life as well. Uh, okay. Let's just get to the show. I have quite a few things to share with you guys before we, uh, talk about Paris part two, part two. Uh, (laughs) okay. First things first, 
I had another reading with Scott the Psychic. I know. You're probably thinking, but why back to back, Natalie? You just had a reading. And I just felt like I was, uh, I needed a little bit more clarity on certain things. And uh, he's such a, he's such a great guy. So I jumped on the phone with him. It's over the phone, not a Zoom, just a call. And we had a 30 minute chat. You know, it's like how he always does it. And he basically told me, he told me quite a few things. Um, And the first thing was like, I see you signing a document. um, And I think it's really good for you. You need to do it. I'm glad you're doing it. You need to start saying yes to everything. And just like really talk to me about this this next thing that I'm going to be doing, which I'm actually going to be recording the pilot right after I finish this episode. Um, it's going to be for a new show, which I talked to you guys about a little bit before. I'm excited about it. It's going to be another podcast with someone else. Uh, he's a he's really a, a reality show uh, guru. And and hopefully it goes. It'll, it would be a lot of fun. It's, it's honestly mainly for parents. And if you're not a parent and soon to be parent, you're probably going to want to listen as well. <laughs> Um, so I will give you guys more information if that ends up going, which according to Scott, it's looking good. Um, and then he told me something else and he goes, which you guys heard, if you haven't heard, he told me in the last reading, which is a few episodes back, but he said that he saw another baby in my future. And this time around he goes, which, uh, I don't know how I don't know how you guys feel about this. By the way, you guys could all think this is complete bullshit, or, or if you guys believe in this like I do, then it, it's interesting. But he, because he doesn't really remember what he told you in the last readings, um, and he goes, "I can't remember." He goes, "Do you have you have children? Do you have two or three kids?" And I go, mm, "No, just one." And he goes, "Hmm, yeah, no, I, I." I see you having, I see you having two or three kids. He goes, I see twins. <gasps> and I was like, like what? <laughs> Say what? And he said, yeah, I see twin souls coming through. He's like, but I, but one may not make it. And maybe that's why I've only, I, I read because I go, I told him, I go, yeah, you told me I was going to have another baby, but you only said one. He goes, yeah. And, and and that was after he had told me, yeah, I, I I don't know if one will make it. You may lose one in utero first trimester. This is the thing about going to this guy and any guy and anyone, woman, man, whatever. Um, when you go to them, you have to be open to hearing any and all things, right? The good, the bad. Um, and this is particularly the first time I've heard anything negative. And so it was interesting. Um, and so he's like, yeah, you, you know, you may lose one. He's like, it's not a definite, it's just a possibility. And I, I do have twins in my family. My, my dad's an identical twin actually. And so it runs in my family and no one has had twins yet. And so I, it's funny because in my family, everyone has been telling me, you're going to have twins. You're going to have twins. You're the one, you're the one. And I've always like poo-pooed it. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm like, and I don't really want twins <laughs> because that scares me. Uh, and so I've always been the one, Jackie was always like, yeah, I would have twins. And I, I was just always the one that was like, no, 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 I'm good. Just, you know, give me the one. 
don't need to stretch my body out that much. I'm not sure my five foot even just physique could handle that, um, which I know it can. And I would be very blessed to have two. Um, but terrifying all at the same time. And so, and so I, of course that would happen to me, right? Of course it happens to the one that's always like, no, I'm good. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised, but yeah, like my aunt who also reads cards and, and my mom had a dream that I had twins. I mean, everyone around me has always been like, you're the one. So when he said it, I wasn't, I wasn't like overly shocked, but I was like, crap, (laughs) this actually may happen. And then he said, you may lose one. And then that's when I was like, oh my gosh, my heart just broke. Um, and I was telling my sister afterwards because, you know, I like to debrief, debrief with her afterwards. I was just saying, you know, a part of me feels like if I were to get pregnant with twins and they were to tell me like at the ultrasound, okay, you have two, there's not one, but there's two. I feel like I wouldn't just automatically like fall to the ground and just like ball my eyes out. I would, I would be a little bit more prepared. And at the same time, if they told me that I lost one, I also, I think not that it takes away the pain, but that I would also be somewhat prepared. Um, so I think in a way, maybe it's, it's okay. I'm not going to put it in the universe that that's what I want to happen. If I'm blessed with two, I hope that I'm able to, you know, bring two to this world. But yeah, I mean, it's just so crazy. And that's why I can't let this, you know, I can't allow this to like spiral in my head. I have to just sort of let it go. But I thought it was really interesting that he said that. Um, What else did he say? Oh, and he's like, I have shoulder pain. Do you? And And I've been struggling so hard with one of my shoulders. It's been like causing me to have major issues in my neck and like maybe a little sciatica or something. And he he totally nailed that. Um, And he nailed a lot of things, to be honest with you. But that's that was like the main chunk of um, of the reading that I had to share with you guys. And I thought that was super interesting. So I will keep you guys posted. Uh, Okay. also. A few days ago, this is the craziest story, you guys. Oh, my gosh. So I'm dropping off Piper at my mom's house to go to where, oh, I was going to a baby shower. And I, it's like one in the, no, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. My mom lives in a really pretty area in Irvine. That's where I lived for like five years. And apartment complex, made a huge apartment complex, like beautiful. And I pull up into this loading zone and my mom is walking out as I'm pulling up and there's a car next to next to me. It's like a matted out black Tesla. And the passenger door opens and there's this like Mexican dude. And I, I, I'm using it by the way. I'm Mexican. It's fine. Let me just say the story how it is. Okay. It's like Mexican dude tatted up and in like a suit, but like a two-day-old suit, like a suit that he slept in, partied in, went to work in, partied in, slept in, like that suit, okay? So super sloppy. And he like stumbles out of the car and my mom is just staring at him and I'm like, mom, stop staring. Like, cause I'm in the car and I'm looking at him like, 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 look away. And she can't look away. And she's like, her eyes like are wide open. She's like, <gasps> Like something happened. I was like, what is going on? And there was this little girl, I'm going to say like maybe 12, 13, standing there 
like waiting for him to get out of the car. So when he gets out of the car, he goes to the little girl and he's like stumbling to the little girl. Okay. And my mom's like just standing there like cold and just like staring at him and like eyes wide open. And I'm like, what is going on? I could tell he was a little weird and the girl was young. And then he like pulls out this diamond watch okay and is like showing her the diamond watch and mind you he could tell he's like wasted and he's like stumbling and trying to show her and 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 you can tell she's like not having it and like like kind of like recluse a little bit and it was weird and and my mom I finally get my mom's attention like come here come here she comes over and she was like something's wrong with him because I was like, what is going on? So she's like, something's wrong with him. Está pedísimo. And it would mean like he's wasted. And and I go, okay. And she's like, but this is like, these are the kind of things you have to look out for because you never know. Like, who's the little girl? He's, he's trying to like, like lure her into the car. Like, what's going on? We don't know the, the situation. So I was like, all right, let's just get Piper out of the car and you take her inside and I will wait here and I'll, and I'll, figure out what's going on by the way they're like five feet <laughs> five to ten feet away from us so so I get Piper out of the car and my mom w- starts walking with her um to the door which is like maybe like half a yard and and they're walking away and you can tell that the little girl was really uncomfortable and the guy was getting louder and angry. And I tell my mom, like, go, go, just keep walking, you know, like, just go. So I'm just playing dumb. And I'm just like standing next to my car, acting like I'm waiting for something. And I pull out my phone and I'm recording this because you just never know. I was that person, but I, I felt something was weird and wrong. So I waited around and the little girl walks away. So the little girl walks away. This guy's pissed, goes to the passenger side of the door, opens it up, just like stumbling, can barely open the door. He's like loosening up his shirt. He takes off his jacket. He's sitting on the, on the chair, on the, on the, the passenger, the side, pulls out a bottle of Tito's, pounding it, And then he gets up and he looks at me and he like stumbles over to me and he's like, you're hot. He's like, you need to come home with me. You would look good in my house. And I was like, yeah, I don't think so. And I just like look away and I'm just like, okay, do, 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 do. Because the more that you engage with these people, the more just, it just, it'll, it'll escalate. I've dealt with a lot of drunk people in my life and I'm like, you just ignore, just, you know, you're not an asshole. You just ignore it. And then eventually they'll just walk away. And he goes back to his car and he then stumbles back and he's like, that was my daughter. He's like, I, I tried giving her this diamond watch and he like brings up the diamond watch and shows me it's like a Rolex. And he's like, I tried giving it to her. But she didn't want it. What the fuck is wrong with her? And, and, and then goes back to the car and this is all happening like really fast. Okay. And then there's a girl in the driver's seat and she is like younger looking, just had a ball cap on and you can tell was just like uneasy with like dealing with him and him being drunk and all of that but like not her first rodeo you know what I mean one of those situations so 
what I found out was when my mom was walking back to the door, there was a few guys walking out and she goes, hey, there's this, there's this, you know, guy out there who is, doesn't, doesn't look okay. And my, my daughter's there. Will you just take a look and make sure everything's okay when you walk out? So the guys are walking out. It's like four of them walking out, clearly looking because this guy is, is now making a scene. Okay. And, and being very obvious in broad daylight that he's wasted. And I'm just sort of standing there and I'm like, you know, and by the way, I'm like dressed up. I'm about to go to this baby shower. I'm like all dolled up. And the guys are walking out and they look at the situation. They see the situation and then they're looking at him and he looks at them and he's like, what the fuck are you staring at? The fuck are you staring at? Mind you, it's like much louder, much more ghetto. (laughs) No bueno. He's like, the fuck are you staring at? He's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking shut your mouth. Like, I'm going to shut you guys up. Like, it was like something along those lines of like, I'm about to like shut you up. Immediately goes to the side of the, goes to the, to the passenger side, opens the door again, opens the glove compartment, grabs a gun. You guys, he grabs a freaking gun and almost pulls it out and I fucking squeal. I squeal <laughs> like, like, oh my God, that's good. Holy shit. So I'm like, so much passed through my mind of like, this is not how I'm going to die today. I am way too dressed up and looking cute to die like this. <laughs> like, this is not, this is not happening. No, not today. And then uh, it's like, what is going on? I've never seen someone do that in real life. Holy shit, it is terrifying. So he goes over, grabs the gun, the I fucking squeal. <laughs> and then the the driver um immediately like closes, goes over, leans over and closes the glove compartment and was like, "No, like just don't do that. Like what are you doing?" And then he's like just talking shit to those guys and the guys get in the car and they leave. He sits in the car, gets in the car. She's finally able to like get him in the car. She put the seatbelt on him. I get in my car. I immediately call 911 and let them know what the situation is. Because at this point, this guy, if this guy was that like easily triggered, no pun intended, to grab the gun, I mean, imagine, I, I just, oh, with alcohol, in the, open alcohol in the car, pound, like pounding it. And I mean, messy, messy, messy situation. Not good. And clearly he has a very, very bad temper. So I was like, I, and I don't know about the, the driver situation. I wasn't sure if she felt safe or didn't feel safe or what, what was going on. But the fact that he had a freaking gun in his car, imagine the other shit that he had in his car. Oh my God. So... I definitely narked. I called 911 and I let them know the situation. As I was pulling out, they were also pulling out. So they were behind me as I was calling the cops. And um, I let them know, you know, what was going on. And I was getting on onto the 405 and they were getting onto the 405. So I was able to, you know, I had taken videos. I took photos of the license plate. I gave them all the information. Um, but once, you know, they're once they're on the freeway, whatever, it, you got to call CHP. So 911 had to get them on the line um, and basically hand it over to them. But it's Irvine. They they have nothing else to do. Trust me, it's a very safe area. They, they probably caught his ass real quick. Um, but it was such a wild, 
wild moment, I have to say. Uh, Very, very scary. And that's how fast shit can go down. That's how people get shot randomly in the middle of the day. So um, be careful. Just watch who you're, you know, talking shit to. Watch who you're flicking off on the road. Uh, because there are people that are driving that are, that have a gun just like that. And that could easily be like, oh yeah, bye-bye, you know, um, with zero regard to anything. So yes, be careful out there. That was my story. Um, okay. That was all pretty much I had to say. Oh, and last thing, last night I had a moment with Piper that I, I have to just share. And she loves watching Beauty and the Beast. And the song at the end is by Celine Dion. And it's, you know, the Beauty and the Beast song, the anthem. And she heard the song and she just starts crying. Like her little mouth, the tears. And then it was like, oh, and then she like goes and hugs me. And it just, you could tell the song touched her soul. And by the way, that was me as a kid. I don't know about you guys, but I was such a sensitive kid. Um, when Beneath My Wing was my song. And by my song, I mean every time someone would play it, I would immediately begin to bawl my eyes out. My sisters would do it to me. And the it, it was like a it was like a like a hey guys, you wanna say something cool? Hey, Taylor uh, or <laughs> not Taylor Holt's time. <laughs> um, they would sing the wind beneath my wing song and I would just immediately start to cry. And they're like, ha 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 ha. That's so funny. She, she cries. And by the way, I still cry. So now my daughter is doing this and it is so precious. And so we had a moment last night. We came from home from my sister's house and the, the, the house was dark and I, and I played the song cause she wanted me to play it. And we just started slow dancing just in my living room just her and I. And she was just like on me, on my shoulder. And it's a four minute song. The song's not short. And she just laid on my shoulder. And then she like put her two hands on my face and just was like looking at me as we sang and danced. It was so precious, I have to say. And those are the moments that I'm like, oh, it's all worth it. It's all amazing. It's all beautiful. Uh, all right. That's enough of my of my quick recap. <laughs> of what's going on in my life. Let's get to Paris part two. Okay, so we left you guys off at Rems, Roms. Uh, we had basically blended champagne. We went to um, a few different champagne tours and told you all of that good stuff. So we leave Roms and we drive back to Paris on day three. And we go immediately to our hotel. So we stayed at the Hotel Vendôme, which was the hotel that we stayed at last time. Um, partially because we got really good rates because of um, Riley's Marriott discount, <laughs> to be honest with you. And we really liked the hotel last time because we stayed, we I think got the penthouse, you guys are going to die for like $80 last time. Well, mind you, 
he had a few connections and with the Marriott discount and all that. And it was like during Christmas, like a random off Christmas time because they were doing renovations to the hotel. So we got it for dirt cheap and we got like the main penthouse, the presidential suite. And it was like straight views to the um, Eiffel Tower. I mean, it was so beautiful, but like for dirt cheap, we're never doing that again. (laughs) So we decided to go back this time because we loved the hotel so much and the you know, they did do renovations. It's right. It's like walking distance to the Louvre. It's, there's a bunch of shops and Angelina, which is the, um, like the hot coffee place or the hot coffee. Really? We go there for hot chocolate. They're like famous for their hot chocolate. It's like right down the street. A bunch of really cool hotels are there. Um, the Mandarin and, um, Hotel Coast, um, is there as well. And so we just love staying there. And so this time, um, I have to say, the room was not great. I don't know if it's because of where it was located or what, but the room felt a little muggy to me. Um, And then my cousin's room, which was the next door to us, was really, really small. So I don't know. I feel like I'm going to have to go there one more time just to see if, if I would recommend it. I mean, I do recommend it. Maybe just ask for a specific type of room with a really good view or something. But yeah, this time I was like not as impressed, I have to say. Um, okay, so we get to the hotel. We quickly change and we go to Hotel um, Creon, which is one of the longest um, standing hotels in Paris, actually. And that is where they have live music in their lounge. And it's absolutely stunning. This is all in the newsletter, but newsletter, by the way. Um, it's so beautiful at night. They have live music and they have like these beautiful curated cocktails. Everything about it is stunning. You just walk through the hotel and there's like beautiful like little areas to, you know, sit down and have a drink or coffee. Um, they have an insane bistro. If you guys are hungry, make a reservation. It's delicious. Their wine and champagne menu is so exquisite. Um, so we, go there for a quick drink and a little, a little, uh, bump of caviar. We had, um, a little waffle bite with caviar and, and, um, just like the best little like lobster rolls. Oh, it's so good. A little expensive, I will say, but so delicious. Um, then we sort of strolled around town a little bit and had a reservation at Kong, um, which is in, don't kill me, but I think it's in St. Germain. Is it St. Germain? Oh, no. Um, I don't know, but it is looking at the Louis Vuitton, basically like headquarters. It's it's basically enclosed in glass, and it was in the Sex and the City uh, revamp, and just like that, they were there. Because it's a very like avant-garde, fashion-forward type place. And the food is okay. It's like more like Asian, um, American cuisine or sorry, Asian, um, Asian American cuisine. Yeah. And it's good. It's good. It's not great, but it's good. And it's more for the vibe. You go, you go for like the ambiance of the place, but definitely like fashion forward, very cool, hip type of, um, type of restaurant. And then underneath is it turns in almost like into a like a 
Bruce Lee is calling. Dr. Bruce Lee. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, at nighttime, it turns into like a really cool lounge. You can also have um, dinner and drinks downstairs, but I would suggest go upstairs to the main restaurant, have dinner, and then go downstairs um, for maybe like a, a small like dessert or something and cocktails because it, it actually is very lively and fun. Uh, so after that, we ended up trying to get on the metro which we've never done. Riley's very bougie. <laughs> and so, and I was down. I'm like, let's just try it. And uh, my cousin's girlfriend, Z, lived in Bordeaux for like a year and a half. And so she would take the metro and she was just like, she's super savvy. She knows how to get around town. She's so good, speaks French. So we trusted her. We're like, yeah, let's do it. So tried going on the, me- tried getting on the metro and it was like super late. <laughs> That did not go well. None of our cards went through. Nothing like they didn't like us. It didn't. It didn't like us. So I think Riley manifested for us to not go on the metro that night, and and we ended up just walking, which was good. I had heels on, so it was a little painful. But we walked down the streets. Honestly, it, it's so beautiful, and it's unlike in I feel like in the states where. Walking just seems painful for me here in LA. New York, different story. You can walk blocks and everyone walks and takes taxis and whatnot. But like here, you never walk. I mean, even going down to the grocery store, which is literally 0.2 miles away, I take a car. And so just different culture. Everything is different here. Uh, Out there, you're like, oh, it's a 25-minute walk. That's not that bad. So it is really beautiful to do. Um. And then that night, we ended up just getting a cocktail and just sort of keeping it mellow. Uh, nothing too crazy. You really have to check times on when things close out there. And that was our mistake the first couple nights in in Paris. Everything closed super early and we didn't have any uh, like bottles of wine or champagne to have. And so we didn't really do it right. But we did the next few days. <laughs> so it is, I think, about day four. And we really wanted to have a picnic by the Eiffel Tower. That was just one of those things that we just wanted to just stroll along the streets, grab a baguette, just like they do in Emily in Paris or whatever. Actually, I've never watched that show. It seemed a little cheesy to me. But just something very touristy. And so we did. We did just that. So we... um went and dropped off the um car at our like our rental car and then we just walked and we walked along the streets and found um this this little bistro um or brasserie if you will and had a little lunch and then found a little uh, market where we grabbed some cheeses and meats and a bottle of rosé and a baguette and we basically sat there's there's a whole little park area right across from the Eiffel Tower where you can sit. And um, we found a little spot by like this little, um, it was almost like a little fountain area. And I mean, directly in front of the Eiffel Tower, it was magical. The perfect temperature and the day was just like buzzing. People were out, everyone was on their bikes and they're, you know, they're coming by. If you don't, 
if you can't find any food or anything, if you sit there, they'll come around with like some alcoholic beverages and and some snacks and things if you want to like just grab something there. But I definitely recommend doing a picnic across um, across from the Eiffel Tower. We brought our, a, a bottle of Piper, which Riley tried to saber with uh, some sort of credit card and that did not work. <laughs> It was a little embarrassing and lackluster, but nonetheless, it was very fun. Um, played a little music. I uh, there was this guy that had like his this photographer that that came with a a bike and some um, heart balloons and sort of set it up as like a a little photo op session, and it was just so sweet. It was so cool. We ended up making friends with another couple next to us who lived in Washington, D.C., live in Washington, D.C. She's um, a therapist and he's a doctor. Uh, they were there just scouting places for their wedding, actually. And we ended up meeting up with them on one of our last nights there, which was so much fun. But you just never know who you're going to meet. So it was it was it was a really good time. In this new Audible original memoir, It Takes a Woman, Hollywood producer and best-selling author Devon Franklin introduces listeners to an extraordinary group of women, his mother and her aunts, who stepped in to raise him and his brother after his father's shocking, untimely death. We get to hear from the women themselves about how they heated the hall and selflessly gave of themselves so Franklin can grow into the man he is today. The story comes to life in candid conversations that cover everything from marriage, death, divorce, and regret to colorfully frank advice about dating, sex, and money. It Takes a Woman offers listeners on an emotional journey of tragedy, triumph, and healing, and it celebrates women everywhere who enrich every life they touch. No matter what you may be going through, Devon invites you to embrace his village as your own and learn the valuable lessons the women in his life shared with him. Listen to Audible at www.audible.com forward slash it takes a woman. Okay, I don't know about you guys, but going grocery shopping, I feel like I always have to go to three different stores to get everything I need. But finding all your groceries in one place at an affordable price is almost impossible nowadays. But with Thrive Market, I get everything I need and so much more. With Thrive Market, you can shop everything from healthy pantry essentials and sustainable meat and seafoods to non-toxic cleaning and beauty products, all delivered right to your door. And if you find a price lower elsewhere, Thrive Market will match it. Thrive Market carefully vets each and every item so you can trust that if they sell it, it's probably the highest quality available. Finding everything you need is easy on Thrive Market because you can filter by 90 plus values and lifestyles to find what works for you. Shop by what you eat and what matters most to you. With over 5,000 food, home, and beauty products, finding what you need is easy with Thrive Market. So if you're looking for plant-based, keto, gluten-free, zero-waste, BIPOC-owned brands, Thrive Market has you covered. I know for me, my favorite thing to do is buy basically like clean plant-powered cleaning products. I know 
I'm trying to get rid of all of the toxic type of cleaning solutions in my house. And I just know that when I go to Thrive Market, they are going to have clean products that actually work. <laughs> That's the key, that actually work. And at an affordable price. And with their fast and free carbon neutral shipping, you are also bettering our planet. When you join Thrive Market, you're joining a community of 1 million plus members and sponsoring a family in need. And with their fast and free carbon neutral shipping, you're also bettering our planet. Can your grocery store do that? Join Thrive Market today to get 40% off your first order and a free gift worth over $50. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash hungry to get 40% off your first order and a free gift worth over $50. That's thrivemarket.com slash hungry. Thrivemarket.com slash hungry. So we leave the picnic and we head back to the hotel because my cousin is dying to go watch this PSG game there in there in Paris because Messi, who is an Argentinian um, player, and I'm really going to really botch this. He's going to kill me for, for, for this, but he is now on the PSG team in Paris and they hadn't really been doing well, but it was like one of their first games in Paris. And so we had to go. And so my cousin was like trying to find tickets literally since day one of being there. He was online. He couldn't buy tickets because they didn't, I don't think they accept um, out of town and out of the country, like credit cards. I think you have to be like a local in order to buy tickets. And so it was, he was really, <laughs> he was really bummed. He didn't think we were going to be able to make it. And he's like, and, and, and Riley didn't really feel comfortable going and like scouting tickets with so much cash in our pockets because there definitely are um, scalpers there but you know you gotta have money because you don't want to have to go to the ATM and then screw you at the ATM so we um, we went to our concierge and the concierge was like I can get you tickets they're a little pricey but I can get them for you so sure enough we were able to find tickets and they were they were a little bit in the nosebleeds. We were we were high up there and we play, paid a pretty penny. But let me tell you, it was such a cool experience. The crowd was buzzing. I mean, it was so fun getting into the stadium. You saw like dads with their sons and just like it was just the energy was infectious and it was so cool. Last time I went and saw Messi and and Neymar and all these guys I was in Spain with my sister and I, I've told the story before, but I'm just going to quickly tell you the story because it was very cool <laughs> and not like nosebleed seats. This one, Jackie and I were uh, in Europe for like a week and a half or two. And we started in London, then went to Rome or Italy and did all of, all of Italy and then ended up in Spain. And we were in Spain for like literally 36 hours, but we wanted to go see this game. We wanted to go see Messi. It was a big game, and so we didn't have tickets. We we're just going to sort of wing it when we got there, just like we did the rest of our trip. And so when we got to Spain, we went to this restaurant, and we were at dinner, and we're smoking hookah, because you know Jackie, hookah lies. She loves a hookah. And we were having the best time, and the couple next to us, we ended up talking with them, and he happened to be um, Maradona's business partner. Maradona is um, basically the goat of one of the goats of soccer. 
Argentinian guy as well. Um, sadly passed away recently. And But he was, I mean, the man. So they were business partners at the time in Dubai. And he goes, do you guys want to go to the game? Well, a lot happened. But he basically was like, do you guys have tickets to the game? We said we did, even though we didn't. <laughs> And he goes, do you guys want better seats? And we go, yes. So he comes back and basically was like, I have um, like front row seats for you guys. And we were like, oh, we'll take it. And he goes, meet me at my hotel tomorrow. <laughs> so sketchy. And I will give them to you. And we were like, great. We get to the hotel the next day. Oh God, how did we not get kidnapped? Go to the hotel the next day. We go up. He's in a penthouse. We knock on the door and we're like, hello, we're here for the tickets. We go into the hotel room and it's legit. And he's like, here you go. We'll meet you guys there. Uh, let's just go have a good time. So Jackie and I jump in a jump in a taxi, get there. And sure enough, we are taken to like the back where it's like pure VIP, like where the, where the wives and the kids go. Okay. And we get there in like our, in our little jerseys <laughs> and we have no idea what we're doing. And we walk in and it is straight the VIP lounge where all the families are, all the celebrities, all the mayors and all the people, all the politicians. I mean, like everyone and their mother who is someone was there. And then me and Jackie. <laughs> and we're walking around and we're like, what? Where are we? What is happening right now? And then the their president, literally their president, walks in and everyone is like, everyone goes quiet and everyone like makes a little, <laughs> makes room for, for them, for him to walk through. And he's walking by and we're like, who is this guy? Like he must be someone really important. He's walking through and he looks at us and he like says like, hola, whatever. And we're like, hola, <laughs> just so dumb. Like, hello. Um, and we're like, who is that? And they're like, that's our president. We're like, oh, big deal, big deal, big deal. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Oh God, Natalie, it's so dumb. All right, so we end up walking down to our seats and we're walking down, walking down, walking down. We didn't know like where exactly on the field we were gonna be. And we're walking down, we're like, wow, we are really getting close to the field here. <laughs> By the way, this turned from Paris to a Spain story real quick. So we're walking down to the seats and we like are still walking and still walking. And we go from like the regular seats to like the fancy seats. And if you've seen in the stadium, there's like a few rows of like leather seats with blankets and and it's like right next to, not the dugout, but you know where the guys go and sit. We're walking down and oh, sure enough, we are like three rows up or like two rows up in the beautiful leather seats with our blankets and our little flags and our little um, merch. And it is so epic. I mean, I can see Messi's pimple on his face. Like, it's that close, you guys. It is insane. That game was amazing. And then it gets better. And then the game is over and the guys are there, or the guy is there. The guy with the girlfriend is there, the one that gave us his, the, the tickets. And he's like, hey, um, you guys want to go meet the players? And we're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Of course we do. So we follow along. We walk in through, so I don't know, I don't even know how many doors and how many elevators. And we get down to the, the parking lot where all of the players' cars are parked in there, okay? And we're just standing there. There's a few um, journalists. There's a few people from the press. And then there 
are like um a, his um like a few managers and then a few girls <laughs> very very hot girls not us but like the other girls like very very hot girls and like dressed like dress in heels and to the nines okay like like girls girls <laughs> I just want to be very specific about it. Jackie and I are like in tennies with jerseys and we look like just fans. They are like hot girls. Okay. So they all start walking out one by one with like their bags. And you could tell like they just took a shower or maybe it was sweat. I don't know. And and they're like walking out of the game and and it's like one by one. And it's like Neymar comes out. And mind you, I only know a few of the players, but God damn, was it cool. And we take pictures with them and Messi comes out and take pictures with him and him and I made eye contact when he was doing press. Oh my God, I'm, I'm a hot girl. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not at all, actually. Um, I think he probably was looking at the girl behind me, but we made eye contact and it was very special. I'll never live it down. And, and then we met everyone, the, the, the goalie and like you name it all of them just coming down and then the guys would each go to their car and then that's when the hot girls went to the car <laughs> we didn't go to the car but the hot girls did and so but Messi didn't he's married a man he's very very appropriate he ended up just talking to his manager um but the whole experience was so epic so unforgettable so cool going back to Paris <laughs> Didn't get to meet anyone. We were in a little bit of the nosebleeds, but it was just as cool because the smile and how happy my cousin was honestly beat everything, everything we've ever gone through. He was like a little boy in a candy store. He was so excited and it made my heart so happy, so stinking happy. He got us little merch because he was like, thank you guys for doing this for me. And he got us, he got us little, um, little scarves and oh my god it was it was so special I cannot even explain specs to you guys um how cool it was anyways we left that place and ended up walking the streets with the fans and they won oh right they won (laughs) they won so everyone was very happy and so we're walking the streets with everybody back and it's funny everyone's like walking together and I'm like I wonder where we're all going (laughs) where are we going guys like where, where are we heading heading to and then the crowds got smaller and smaller I'm like guys <laughs> where are we going where where where's the party and then sure enough literally the entire group goes just goes down to the metro I'm like oh got it okay so it's just us so we ended up finding like a little bar sitting down having a drink sort of debriefing on everything that that uh about the game um and just and, and had a really good time and, and again had like sort of nightcaps here and there um and then and then called it a night haven't really partied partied hard um but still getting home at like around midnight because the next day was our oh by by the way that was on, that was on Easter Sunday so Easter Sunday was basically um picnic at the Eiffel Tower and then this epic game at night so it was it was a very cool Easter Sunday Easter Monday is when there um, in Paris, they basically have the day off and they celebrate their Easter. So that Monday, we got together with um, with Benoit, who is the GM of Piper Heitzig, because he lives part time in in Paris and then will live part time in um, Rams, Rams, 
problems. Uh, so he was like, hey, we should have brunch together on Monday if you're in town. Because originally we were supposed to go to South, South France, but we didn't go to South France. So he made um, us a reservation at the Waldorf Astoria at the um, at the Palace of Versailles. And let me just tell you, so stunning. I haven't done Versailles yet. I haven't, I, and I'm so sad that I haven't done like the full tour yet. I need to do it because I'm obsessed with gardens and I'm obsessed with all of that. But I feel like that just, that needs a full blown day. But I'm glad we did this. So we went to the Waldorf Astoria and it was a prefixed uh, brunch menu, but it was absolutely stunning. I mean, the bird cages with the flowers and they have basically in the hallway all the desserts in like little cages. And it's, I mean, the, the uh, uh, execution of it all was just outstanding. And mind you, the hall basically where you eat is where they signed the peace treaty. Um, so that was all very, very um, special. Lunch was, the food was okay. It was a, a little, very fishy for me. Um, a, little, a little too fancy fishy for me, but it was um, absolutely extraordinary nonetheless. So after that, we basically go and walk the Benoit gives us sort of a tour of the gardens and where everything is and and where uh, Marie Antoinette's sort of sector was um, on the acreage and just sort of give, gave us a little bit of of history. And it was so gorgeous just walking through there, people on bikes and and kids just playing and and, you know, having ice cream and God, I mean, to think what it used to be and what it is now, it's just the kids having ice cream and and just and seeing how how for us it's like, oh, we just go to um, the Irvine Park. For them, it's, oh, we just go to Versailles, you know? I mean, it's it's so beautiful and we had absolute best time. Again, this is all in the newsletter, so make sure to go and you guys can get all the information will be there, but you guys have to go check that out. They have a beautiful at at um at the Waldorf Astoria. They have a beautiful lounge where they play um he, this guy is playing the piano, or you can sit outside uh, and have a beautiful lunch outside. Just all of it is oh, picture perfect, to be honest with you. Okay, we are running a little over time, so <laughs> I'm gonna pick this up for part three next week. I apologize. I can't get through this damn this damn trip fast enough. Uh, and maybe I can have Riley help me with part three of this um, and sort of wrap up the trip with me. Um, but I hope you guys are enjoying it thus far. I hope you guys aren't too exhausted or tired or zoning. Um, there is quite a few... Um, quite a few more days left and stories left. So I will definitely make sure to share that with you guys. Um, yes. Thank you guys so much for, for tuning in again. I love you. Um, go sign up for the newsletter. Go uh, give me a quick five-star tap. You don't even have to write a review. Just tap it. Give me a little five-star and, uh, and show me some love. And I will show you guys some love back. I love you. Thank you for everything. <laughs> Thanks for the support and I will see you all next week. Remember, stay humble and stay hungry.
Speaking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.